Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best, straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio, the EMVC Network, with your host, Hurricane H, new day, new show, new topic. We're in the new year, and, uh, you know, in New Year's, we've talked in the last couple of days, we've had a couple of shows, and we've talked about, you know, New Year, uh, New Year resolutions and hope and everything that we can do to make a change in life, and uh, people always go through different things in their life, and today's show is probably a great show for us making that transition and change no matter what's going on in our life you know in the past you know today is a new day uh new leaf new page in our chapter and we can write whatever we want and i think that message is very big uh for all of us watching and it's also a good you know thing for all of us me personally i i listen to this and the more i hear about it the more it gives me the motivation and inspiration to do more and be better and not look back, you know, rather look forward and it's brighter world in, in ahead of us, hopefully, right? But my guest today is going to help us and drive and drill some of that uh, and, and really give us some insights through his experiences over the time. And I mean, he's been through a lot and, uh, you know, for, for good and bad, I would say, you know, a lot of things, but, but he is taking all that expertise of his and all the bad stuff and the good stuff that he's, you know, gone through. He's changed it where he's helping people today. And we're going to talk about that today. So with me, without any further ado, I have Charles Smith with me. And he is assisting people with addiction today. Uh, but but before he was doing that, he's also a, a veteran. So salutes and greetings and uh, to and thank you for all your work and service. And, thank you, uh, yeah, Anytime. And, and, and really, um, we'll talk about that too, because I know you've gone through some stuff throughout your, uh, you know, experience in the military and, and back beyond that. Uh, so, so, uh, first things first, who is Charles Smith? And, uh, let's talk about that. You also have some books. We'll talk about those later, but let's talk about your story from the beginning. Cause I mean, it started way, way back when let's talk about that. Yep. My story started probably from my womb. Uh, uh, I was like three years old when my father lost everything. He had multiple nursing homes, land um, all around the Worcester, Massachusetts area. And one day everything went up like he just lost everything. No one knows how. I even researched it and all it says is that it changed hands. Um. And my grandfather built a duplex, and if I could look through this wall, I could see the duplex that he uh, he built, so we would have a place to uh, to live. A um, couple years after that, my mother she dealt with depression and anxiety and addiction, and she passed away from uh, mixing alcohol and pills. 
he had an overdose. Then a little bit after that, my father moved me and my sister around um, to Connecticut, to Texas, to Arizona. I lived on a Navajo reservation in Arizona. I lived on um, the border of Mexico in a place called Van Horn, Texas, where my father passed away. And all of this is in uh, my my first memoir, 10 Homes in 11 Years. And um, when my father passed away, um, like I said, we were in Van Horn, Texas. And we, we were in a dirt poor house. Like, we had literally a concrete floor in our, our bathroom. We had... Um, our couch was a booth from a restaurant. Our clothes were not in dresses. They were in cardboard boxes. Um, the list goes on and on. Our our TV stand was a uh, one of those TV trays that you would put your food on to watch TV on. That was our, our TV stand. Um, one morning, I woke up, and me and my father shared a, a bed, a twin... Uh, full-size bed that um didn't even have a mattress i mean a, a, a box spring just mm-hmm. had the mattress and me i woke up and my father was making coffee and from what one of the other podcasters told me is it was a death aura i woke up and i seen like a weird glow to him and i had a weird feeling and I just went up to him. I hugged him. Now, I was 11 years old at this time, 10, 11. And I, I walked up to him. I hugged him. I said, I want to stay home from school. Hmm. And he said, uh, no, you've missed a lot of school because of all the moving around and stuff. I went through second grade twice. And um, after that... I went into my bathroom and I shoved my finger down my throat because I wasn't going to school. I proved to, to him that I was sick. Mm. So I said, okay, you can stay home. And then um, we drove my sister to school and I remember going to the store with him just to get some odds and ends, milk and bread or whatever. And at that time, he passed out on me in the store. Now, my, my father was a diabetic, and the uh, store clerk knew him and gave him some orange juice to revive him enough to drive us home. Once we got home, he passed out on me again. And um, I ran over to my neighbors. I knew my neighbor didn't work. She was a stay-at-home mom. And um, we rushed him to the hospital and that's where he he died when I I was standing there right with him and he uh we were holding hands and he passed away. Wow. Yeah. You, you were eleven years old at this the stage. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I I'm sure that vision is still there. You still can see that moment. Uh oh, yeah. and, and again, I mean, just thus far what you've stated, I mean uh, it's just it's so 
deep and there's a lot of stuff in there. Uh, and for someone at that age to take it all, I mean, there's a blessing in a way because you are young and, and you have plenty of time to actually maybe forget, but you don't forget these things. I mean, we think that that's what happens. We all can kind of remember our childhood, you know, well enough. And it's like yesterday for all of us. I actually do remember when I was 10 and a few events that happened to me mm -hmm. personally. But, you know, it is still a very young age where something like this can have a very, very uh, impactful uh, level stuff to anyone, right? Oh, yeah. uh, and and knowing you you lost your mom first that's 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 in itself can trigger trauma and then now you've gone through all this change in life and again you went from you know uh, having everything when you were born to to a lot of stuff that was gone and again not to a fault of yours but but you, this this can happen to anyone and uh, unfortunately life is not predictable the way we think it is and you know, today we're doing great. Tomorrow is not guaranteed and vice versa. It, today could be the worst and then tomorrow can be better, right? I think today we will hopefully turn the tide and, and, and show that no matter what happens, and, and this was just the beginning for you, but there's so much stuff that happened beyond that. Because again, I'm sure at 11, when you lost your dad, things just didn't get up to where they need to be for you know for a child at 11 right it was no no not at all exactly so so, so yeah. let, let's talk about that and again you know i you know my heart is really like i mean i just can think about this it's it's difficult to even comprehend or get a you know around it because it's not an easy thing to swallow just to understand this i mean mm -hmm. i have to say your story can be a you know in a movie i mean it, it, to, to, <laughs> to to really enrich you know some of the minds because i mean it's it's deep it's not uh and and, and again there's many of of a similar situation we just don't know all of them and today we have i guess we're lucky to hear this in a way because uh, for people watching listening for those that are that have things in life they should be grateful because you know unfortunately we take things, things for granted and for those that may not have or less fortunate you know your your next part of the life you know can actually give them the hope and 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 the you know i guess the stamina to change life and be better and turn around uh, for, for for what it's worth right so right. so i and i appreciate you sharing this i mean because this is personal and uh but it is powerful stuff you know when you look at it uh you were at an early age really facing some real severe trauma and 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 you might go through it but that stuff stays with you mentally psychiatry wise i mean this stuff has an impact so, oh, so yeah. what so who took care of you once your dad passed? Well, once my father passed, um, my my sister's best friend, her family took us in for a couple of days until my um, my grandfather could get my uncle down to Van Horn, Texas, from here, Massachusetts, mm. to to bring us back here. And it's a good thing that my family up here didn't have the name Smith. We were Italian, so it was a little easier to find. Um, so my, I, I guess a cop looked up the uh, the name the name Lorenzo, which is my family name, mm -hmm. up in Massachusetts, and got a hold of my my grandfather's brother. And then my grandfather's brother called my grandfather, and he sent us down. It was he he sent my uncle down. My uncle came and got us and brought us back. Then I lived with my aunt and uncle, actually in the house that I'm in now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And my sister talking about remembering a lot. I actually blocked a lot out. My my sister, when I was writing Ten Homes in Eleven Years, I was talking to her 
asking her about like our childhood and stuff like that and she told me uh do you remember when we first came home and you didn't speak for like six months i'm like what wow yeah she's like yeah you didn't even talk to me i'm like oh my god you didn't you didn't speak or you just you know you were just you you just didn't want to talk to people or you lost your speech i i i I guess from what she tells me, I didn't speak to anybody. Like I didn't, I didn't lose my speech. I just didn't want to talk to anybody. You basically collapsed on yourself, and that's it. Yeah, became yep. wow. Yeah, yep, yep. And after that, um, I became really vengeful, like um, towards. Everything and everybody. Everything, everything and everybody towards God. You know, I, I, I have a, there's a podcast out there from Joey Pence um, called God's Guinea Pig. Because that's how I felt growing up. Like, let's see what else you can handle. Let's throw this at him. See what he can do with this. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I felt. You know, and um, I, I just felt really vengeful and um i was it's weird i was talking to a couple of my friends um back in august of this year one of my childhood friends passed away of cancer and we got to see him in burlington vermont before he passed a couple of us old friends went up to see him and i I asked a, a friend of mine um what i was like when i grew up when I was, you know, when I came home and everything. And he told me that uh, I was looking for family. And, you know, my my friends were my family. Well, again, first of all, I just want to say this. I mean, I'm not, you know, a doctor and I can, but just as as a person to person, you know, and also as a father, you you were at that age, I mean, you did not understand a lot of things about life and you right. know and nobody does at that age i mean we're not even actually i, I had a show with with one of the the you know the best doctors in the world in terms of psychiatry and he had mentioned that you know most of the people don't even i find their identity until they're in the 30s right that's actually fact mm. and so so prior i mean at that age we don't even know what we are who we are and and you're right i mean your reaction it was just a natural thing. You just lost your mom. You lost your dad. Now you live in with your, you know, your aunt and uncle, and you just the world is not fair at that point, right? And yeah, I mean, you right, have, right. And, and it, it is a tough place to be, and I'm sure the impact, you know, was beyond, and that that was your reaction, right? First, you didn't want to talk to anybody, and then you're like, of course, like, why God? Why me? Uh, it's mm. it's a very common question that a lot of people do now. Obviously, with faith, you know, that changes the dynamics. But at that age, you know, without being placed in that fateful, you know, type of environment, you're not going to have that to start with. So therefore, your reaction will be like, you know, why, right? And uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, that's that's fact. And people sometimes do that. And then we've seen it. I mean, we see some some realities or some movies. They actually kind of do that, depict that. But really, the idea yeah. is this is real stuff. This is not a movie, not a script. This is somebody whose life just been kind of decimated, and uh, at an early age, not idea what's going on, right? Now, now, so so you were looking. You said you were seeking friends, uh, because that's your family, or at least your friends were were your family. Yeah, yeah. What? What? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that that you had a good relationship with your aunt and uncle, and 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 
the, the blood family versus, you know, just the, the other family that was just your friendship. Um, was there anything where that, that didn't materialize properly? That was challenging because my father was kind of uh, my mother's enabler. Mm-hmm. And my family struggled with the fact that I was my father's son. Got it. Okay, so there was that. So yeah, there was that. So I, 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 I went through that too. Growing, you know, coming back and growing up in their house and stuff like that. You know, it was, it wasn't easy. You know. Well, again, um, it is. It's. It's never going to be easy. I mean, you know, you would think that your family, your uncle and aunt. I mean, you know, could be your, you know, second parents and, and close to your parents. Yeah. But in oh, the yeah. case, but in the case you have, there was also that. Because though your mom was was gone already, and and the resentment was there, and I guess that just took that place, and you became just the son of you know your dad, and therefore that didn't you know play correctly. But I mean, in a way, they took you in. That's a good thing. But but I guess that was not the feeling that the love you wanted was not apparently there, right? At least that's what I'm getting from here. Yeah, not exactly. I mean, I I got love, <clears throat> I got love, but it wasn't you know like. It was a tough upbringing, I would tell us to say. It was a tough upbringing. And, um, I mean, my, my uncle, my grandfather, and I look back on it now, and they, they all did the best they could for me, given the situation. You know, Again, I, yeah. well, at that age, you would not know what was happening. I mean, to your point, now you can look back and say, oh, well, they did. They did this, they did that. But it was just, and I'm sure also, anyway, you also probably rebellious for whatever reason and therefore that also is not an easy i mean uh anybody uh, who's an adult taking in children you know if they're not responsive and they're not actually cooperating it becomes a very difficult even your own kids right uh yeah, we, we yeah. see that so it's it's very difficult and, and again um uh were you able to seek any help at that age or were you able to even be you know taken to places where you can like maybe see in you know a specialist uh, you know for youth and and kids yeah, my my family did bring me to um, psychiatry and mm-hmm. specialists, and that actually almost kept me out of the military. Oh wow! Okay, because of yeah, yeah, because it was, re- was... just recorded for against you. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Now, now let me ask you. I I know I've read something about <clears throat> a suicide attempt. Was that in that particular phase, or that was something beyond that? After that, that was after that. That was after the military. Okay. Oh, we're gonna yeah. take, we're gonna we're gonna go there in 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 shortly. So so now you were eleven. You were taken in. So you went to school. I'm assuming struggled through that yep, whole yep. thing. And then and then yep. when did you decide to actually go to the military? And uh, by the way, did you get into trouble in between that? I mean, uh, I did. I got into a lot of trouble between that. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I, and I, I'm sorry, I'm asking those <laughs> tough questions, but and 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 I think no, it's the okay. Story, the story is gonna change because who you became today is really yeah. you know what we'd like that message to be and no matter what happened you know hopefully people don't have to go through this and maybe you know even prevent some of the stuff from happening if we can share with them some of the things maybe they could have done differently but but there are things you could not change you could not determine anything about your dad or your mom and how it all played but there are certain things that you probably could have done different maybe you can share with some of those insights with us but also oh yeah regardless of what happened you turn things and now you have people in front of you that you're helping yourself and i'm sure you give them some advice and we'll get to that as well 
So now you got into trouble, which again, you're you're a teenager at this point. You're probably <laughs> going to be just a tough cookie and, and really yeah. you know, uh, getting, you know, it's amazing because you got to take that out, right? That whole negative, that experience you had, you're going to take it on people and you become a rebel. Yeah. And, and that's just sometimes how it plays. Uh, good things. I hope that, yeah. that nobody got hurt and, and you know, uh, you you found the military. Now, was that actually right off at high school type or, you know, you went beyond? Uh, I was 20. Um, my aunt, I was battling addiction hard at that time. And you, my you aunt were. told me to, yeah, I was at, at 20. I was battling addiction hard. Um, crack cocaine and I was drinking and smoking pot and all that. But um, my aunt told me, get out, get a job and they'll come back. Because I... I mean, I would have, I would have told my kids the same time, same thing at that time because of the situation, you know. And um, so I, I went out and I joined the military. I joined the army infantry. Okay. And I, I went back to her and I told her, I'll be gone in a month. You know, I'm, I'm joining. I just joined the military. And I, I had joined, I had tried to join a year before that, and that's when I got denied um, because of my mental health when mm -hmm. I was a kid. And when I went back the second time, I didn't tell anybody about it. So they oh. didn't even they didn't even look it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that that that's a technicality. I mean, we can we can pause on that one for me. That is a tough one because. You can edit that out. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it is, think about it, right? You you were going through all this, and now here you go with with weapons and firearms, and you're going out there. You don't know. I mean, you can be. I, I, did you do you actually get deployed? I went to Cuba for six months. Um, that was just uh, hand to hand um, riot control. Okay, but I uh, I actually did drive Bradleys, and when when we when you train in the infantry, you train the way that you would fight. Yeah. I mean, not when, when we're firing our weapons, we're not firing real rounds. We're firing what they call miles gear. Well, back then it was miles gear. I don't know what they use now, but it's kind of like laser tag. Yeah. But, um, but, but you, you had access to all that and you were actually, you know, out there, you know, in <laughs> camp and, you know, in, in the bays and, you know, oh, yeah. outside in, in the real world. Right. I mean, yeah, but 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 you had to go through the discipline training and all that boot camp and all the stuff, which I mean, I think there is some effect to that. I mean, they do drill discipline in people, and I think that's part of military. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I think yeah. that that did, and and you cleaned up because there's no drugs, there's nothing. I mean, you would be literally, you know, top notch to actually continue, right? So, right. so so yeah. was that was that a turn mo turning moment for your life, like something that can completely change at that point? I would say that was the beginning turning point of my life. Okay. Yeah, because I I then um after that I had a couple incident inc incidences that happened in, in the military like I was in a tank explosion. Ooh. Okay. Um yeah, yeah. I uh Oh. Imagine this is the uh the tank uh-huh i don't know if you can see it yeah yeah but, we do. Um, i can yeah we had we had the fire out of the gun obviously and i had to get 
out of the gun, uh, out of my driver's seat to check, make sure the gun was on right, which I did. And then we would fire down range. When we fired down range, it, um, recoil. I think a, a round got stuck. And then we fired another range, another Ooh, round. So it exploded within. And it exploded within. And my gunner and my BC were blinded for six months and had severe burns on them. And then um, from what they tell me, from what the bystanders tell me, I got out of the tank, the Bradley, after releasing the lower ramp, the back ramp, got out, got my guys out, and then I just sat there like I was in a daze. And um, now I now I know that I have I have TBI still traumatic brain injury from that. Well, I think I think you guys are lucky to be alive. I mean, that thing blowing oh, up yeah. inside. I mean, that could have been it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, ultimately damage, you know, is is still there. But but I mean, not everybody can actually stay. I survived, you know, blast, you know, in a tank, you know, with my own, uh, you know, ammo. It's not something that you hear all the time, and. Uh, I'm sure it happens, you know. Uh, in, in, you know, accidents do happen in the military, but 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 to to be here and talking about it, it's just another way. I mean, it's amazing. But when you think about it, right? You've gone through a lot of stuff. I mean, in this, I mean, what are the odds, right? Yeah, exactly. you you yeah. specifically, you get to to have this. I mean, I, I get, I can, I can just see you're like, you know, what the hell? I mean, I can't get a break even here, right? And and yeah, yeah, yeah. that could yeah. be just additional devastation for you and, and and just adds to your own you know personal uh issues right now because now it is all happening in your mind and you feel that well, what's going on i mean you had that you, you try to kind of drown into the addiction concept and stuff and just to kind of get out of all that and kind of blank out didn't work you now you're back into something that hopefully can change things for you and then now you're faced with this trauma right and now it's physical uh and now, now what happened after that i mean were you still in the military or that was it I was still in the military for, I think, a year after that. Um, we also went to Cuba for six months, like I said, via control, and that was pretty hairy. And I, I still have, um, like, PTSD from that, my doctors told me. Like, if, if I'm in a crowd, I literally feel like I'm caged, and I have to break out. Like I have to, I, like if I if I'm in a crowd like Walmart or something, I have to find a space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta find a space and so elevators, I, subway. That's not yeah, gonna work yep, for you. No, 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 no. Planes. That's not gonna. No. That's tough. Wow. No, but but, yeah. but but there are solutions. <laughs> I mean, there's treatment for that stuff. I mean, you know. Oh no, yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and that, that's what I do with with my my books and stuff like that. You know, I've. I've come to uh, learn everything that I possibly could about it once I knew I had it. Oh yeah, come, which is coming up in the story, <laughs> right? Well, well so so talk, let's talk about riot control. We all seen what that is. I mean, you know, you're in gear. You actually stop people from you know rioting and and, and going rowdy and you know yeah. doing stuff. But but you are facing people and you're probably hitting people or they're hitting back and you know it's. I mean, listen. I yeah. I can I can just imagine even hitting one person and there's blood, whatever, and all those moments. You know, we see it in the movies, we see it on TV and the news. It doesn't look as real as as when you're close to the action. 
and it doesn't and, 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 and the fear factor the adrenaline that takes in and uh, you know i think i think while you have all the gear in the world and you're ready to to face this uh, you're not prepared to see like really you know people fighting back and hitting or you hitting someone where you smashed them whatever i mean it could be many things that can happen at that point and your adrenaline's kicking you don't even know what you're doing you just you're not you're surviving right and uh and then right, right. and that stuff stays with you you get those those images and i mean oh, believe yeah. it or not i've seen accidents and i still see those accidents in my mind and it's not a war or anything you just see them close when you see something when somebody got hurt that image yep. kind of plays in your mind over and over and uh it just doesn't go i mean you, you can see them when you talk about it sometimes and um but but you're in in, in a position of very difficult you know and you're also in a foreign place and uh it's it just it's dude i i don't know what to tell you man i just i just i'm thankful and grateful that you're here and, and actually that you're able to to move away from all this and 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 still are doing what you're doing to and you, you turned your life around where you can actually be a guide for other people and help them you know get out of certain things because you were able right. to do it and i think that's that's the biggest you know in lesson today is that no matter what all this stuff you were able to still survive this. I mean, your your survivor level is is the highest level you can you know get. I mean, uh, how many times, right? You had to go through. Yeah, yep. yeah. I got more lives than my cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in, in a way, in a way, you know, maybe you know, we all have some sort of destiny in this world, right? And and we have some sort of mission in this world. I, I I do believe that we all have something. We're not just here for fun, right? There is something. I mean. Uh, depends on what religion, whatever we do have to worship. We have to do certain things depending on how you believe level is. But at the right. end of the day, I think we're here also to 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 help or do. There's there's something that is designed for us, and we designed to do. And you don't know what that is until you do it, right? Right. Uh, in in your case, I mean, you got through all this, yet you chose to give back to help people, and and you do that now. Now, you said you stayed about a year in in the military after that, and then you. Uh, left the military well I, I yeah i i finished up my uh my three years active duty and then i i got out of the military after that um i think that that rally accident had something to do with it and in in cuba too because uh the riot control and that was hairy i got into a few um tough binds you know it's not all like like you said in the movies where you're you're standing there and you're pushing people back. The people are pushing back at you, and it gets really really hairy at times. Yeah, and I remember one time I was actually chased <laughs> by a water buffalo. One of one of those big things that they that they used in the military to hold water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One a, a few of the uh, the Cubans that we had in the camps. They they took control of that thing and they they was I I was coming in and they had it coming right at me. I had to actually jump out of the way or I was gonna get run over. And then things like a ton or more. Oh wow. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. I think I think I'm gonna take that help think about your your cat's life. <laughs> 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 you know, uh what what but listen, you your life for a reason and, and 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 now you know what that reason is and, and you did not know yeah, that too. then. You did not know right. that then and you know and, and again this is this is unbelievable. I mean, this is multiple things that I mean you cannot possibly think sometimes like even here in this, probably people will be like saying, like, 
wow, that you hear stories with people that that may have one incident in their life. I mean, you you just had a whole combination of all those. I mean, one after the other, and from early on, and but but the, your survivor, you know, not just in in physical format, your mental state and everything, and and to be able to still get out of all of this and and make a difference. That's and taking it to the road. I mean, you're doing this podcast now, you know, uh, as as mm. as a drive, and and you're making that change. You're helping people to to see, and and trust me, if someone is out there having a bad life right now, listen to the show. Uh, there is the light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, whatever that is, I'm not saying again. I I can't possibly personally express it because I haven't been in the same shoes that you're in or or somebody else watching or listening right now. But but we have to be hopeful that. Things can turn around. Uh, as long as we breathe, there is a possibility. There's hope. There's a possibility. And, exactly. Yeah. And, and I think you are a true, you know, element, a true, you know, uh, model for us. You know, in terms of what could possibly happen. And by the way, no one is immune to what happened to you. Uh, and and we've seen it. Right, I mean, we, we, we had the pandemic. People did not see it coming, and boom, uh, war happens. I mean, right now in the Ukraine, these folks didn't expect the war and they're in the middle of war right yeah, uh, you, yeah. you don't know what's going on. right now currently china just shut down i mean things are just not going well there right so right. no one knows what can happen next in our lives but and no one is preparing you for these things you know, it doesn't matter uh, but but it can happen to everyone it can happen to anyone we could lose hope we could lose i mean we could lose businesses we could lose money in your case your father had it all and then he lost it all uh, it's yep. it just it just the way life goes. Sometimes it's trials and tribulations, and 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 you know, for what it's worth, it is part of it. You know, and and we can ask the questions is why, but it just happens because everybody is destined a certain way, and depending on level of exper experience you have and how you deal with it, you know, some people. You you mentioned something about well, I, I mentioned something about taking you know thinking about taking your life away in a suicide attempt. Which is right. happened after the war, so so well, after the the, the military, so right. so I, you had that PTSD, right? By the way, there is CPTSD, or that that's the other DPTSD, one. yes. Okay. Yep. So, yep. what's the main difference between those two? Um, my CPTSD, well, what PTSD is is like, I'll take a civilian um, example. If you're in an accident hmm. and you um. You know, ever, like, see that accident again in your mind, like you were just talking about a little uh, while ago? Oh, yeah, I've seen those, yep. That that sort of thing is, like, what we experience in PTSD. Like, that, that could be, like, a flashback. Keep um, seeing it over and over. Keep seeing it over and over again, and you're actually there. In your mind, you think you're there at that moment. Wow. You know, when, when that's happening. You're real you're relieved the moment, you know, and yeah, and, yep, yep, yep. And um So what, that's PTSD. But what's and, and that's PTSD. What CPTSD is compounded or sometimes called complex PTSD. And that is um multiple triggers, multiple um traumas. So it's, yeah. it's, all, it's all in. I mean, it's just not yeah. one. Event. It's yeah. multiples. And so you have triggers that are just, that can happen at any given moment. Yeah. And you see that a lot with uh, first responders. You see that a lot with um, domestic violence. You see that a lot with military. Yeah. So, people that have survived trauma over and over and over and over and over again. 
so or for so, a long period of time so, yeah so Charles, you 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 had been diagnosed with that right and mm. uh, so what was your course of treatment what did you do to kind of help yourself i mean was there any assistance from the veterans affairs or administration or I did. I'm, I'm currently on a, a medication that i take at night but um i try to use my coping skills over everything else um and i i don't want to talk bad about medication but medication can um have a negative effect sure. so well, I mean, it, I, it's known it's a fact i mean every drug has yeah, yeah. so many so many potential side effects yeah yeah like i know a guy named pill uh frank he has a statue named pill man pill man if you look at if you look it up he made a human-sized statue of all the pill bottles that he got from his doctor. Wow. Phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. That's a but, lot of um, pills. Yeah, yeah. Like the statue, I've seen the statue up close, and I'm six foot, and that thing is even with me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well so, so and, but, I, and, um, and I admire what you said. I mean, you take pills because that helps, but but that's not certainly the only means that you use. I mean, you do use other coping systems. Yeah, I, I try to use coping skills like attending appointments for my doctor, um, doing all the eight dimensions of wellness, like emotional wellness, physical wellness, um, soul wellness, mm -hmm. um, intellectual wellness, all that. I, I try to keep up with all that. That's all part of my my uh, coping strategy, like uh, martial arts, and nice. um, yeah, yeah. I study uh, Wing, release. Wing Chun, and yeah, Ooh, my, my kind of guy. I like it. Yeah, ah, yep. you got to go yep, those yep. straight. Yeah, I love yep, it. Yep. Nice. And nice. Um, I, yeah, and I I do yoga and I do meditation and I, I do all that to you know to help myself and. I think one of the best things that we can do is, um, you know, just try to keep up with like eating right and all the all the dimensions of wellness. So I call spiritual spiritual wellness, soul wellness, mm. because a lot of the people that I run into aren't spiritual. Like me, me at this point in my life, I believe that. Every, um, like I have dog tags that I, I had remade and where it's, where it says the uh, religion, I have all on there because I, I believe they're all real and I'm no one to say other, otherwise, you know, because but, I'm, I'm, I'm a human, you know, so. But, but so in a way, after all this, and I know you, you had questioned, you know, God and, and, you know, all the, the the destiny and all the stuff that happens but now you kind of you have you have you found some spirituality you know and and kind of you know get your head around that and and, and it helps you uh, to cope with things you know a little better with all the other tools that you've mentioned right now yeah, yeah. and you know i was going to ask you i mean how how is your relationship right now with god you know now that you've gone through all this and 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 whether you found a way to to get closer i mean many people have different ways to approach you know that and going to church or going to another type of religion but either way you know i think any spirituality can help you know kind of 
get you to a Zen moment, or at least to be a better, you know, uh, with aligned with things and and accept certain things in life because of just the way it is. Um, right. So, so one of the questions I have for you, Charles, is as a veteran, what do you, what would you say to all the veterans out there? Because this is a fact that a lot of veterans come out of the military, and and PTSD is always part of that, or even you know CPTSD, and uh, you know, and some of them literally mm-hmm. suffer even when they come back. There is no job. There's other things. Although there are services, there's opportunities, there's stuff, but some of them they cannot get back into the system. It's just difficult, especially if they are in in too long, right? Yeah. Or they see they see real, you know, uh, you know, tours with real, you know, death and 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 you know, just crazy stuff. I mean, no one can imagine the atrocities of war, right? It's one thing to see them on on TV and you see flash, you know, you know, stuff right, from the distance, right. but if you're live close, it's not the same, right? And right. or you even you come close to it. I mean, in your case, you were literally you know the whole tank blew up and you're in it right yeah yeah, yeah. you know it's not something you comprehend <laughs> until right. you're like you know sit back like did i just survive that right but mm. some, some of that stuff happens and a lot of people out there i mean there are thousands of, of veterans that actually are suffering uh, for whatever you know different traumas right and but not all of them actually find you know a way back or you know not all of them are literally living the life beyond that right some of them actually are not getting uh, the stuff in their life, you know, some of them are still maybe yeah. even homeless. Uh, it is, we, we see a lot of that too. And it's not because of, they don't want, they just haven't been able to set themselves into living back into the normal life. What would you mm. tell people, by the way, was there, was there anything that happened to you in that aspect? You, when you came back, you, you were good. I I was a homeless veteran. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, but but you oh, know, I, 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 think, I, I, and I think those two should not even exist. Those two words. I mean, a veteran who's homeless. I mean, you you fight for the country. You do all the stuff. You're yet yeah, you find yourself in the street, or you find yourself not with you know the right accommodations or life. I mean, that is yeah, yeah. All veterans should be like you know praised and given you know some stuff. Now again, maybe I don't know much about this, but but you would think that you will be glorified and that does not always be the case. So, so you actually came back and, and you were not able to, to have a home. You were actually literally homeless. Well, I, I, I came back and probably, I came back in 96 and then, um, in the year 2000, my uncle and my grandfather passed away a month apart. Wow. And you're not catching book, a break. That put me in a tailspin, very, very bad tailspin. I the first thing that hit me was I wasted all this time pushing them away, and I should have been embracing them, wow. you know. And so that that ate me up inside. Literally, I became. I never went back to, and to this day, I don't know why, but I never went back to drugs and alcohol. Um, I, I was cutting on myself to feel something other than what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one night I actually took a bottle of sleeping pills and luckily a few hours later, a friend of mine found me with the words "fu world carved into my arm. And, and I, I, um, I was so that- passed out and he called the paramedics. That was that was a suicide attempt. Yeah, that was my suicide attempt. I so know, you, that was my letter on my arm. 
you just did that and checked out basically you know whatever yeah yeah wow. yeah well i have to say i mean you mentioned something very powerful um, when your grandfather and uncle passed you you wished that you did not push them away and that you were closer and and i think that's also a message that we'd like to bring to people here mm. be careful what you wish for you know when you're not in the right set of mind right or mindset rather because you know when you're in suffering you may not know who's really close to you who really wants the stuff and you push people away and then maybe it's too late you know if you wait too long right in this case mm. you didn't see it until it was too late and then you realize like wow i mean i could have been closer i could have been that and and, and again it just puts a perspective for people to really like value, you know, the folks around them. I think if people are watching and listening right now, it's in, it's important to actually put everybody in 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 the right mindset and and kind of see like who is in your life, and and cherish some of those moments and you know maybe put your your differences aside and hopefully see if you can you know leverage a better relationship because I think you know time is valuable and time is is ticking and the people around us today may not be around us tomorrow, right? Right, and, right. and maybe and that's the other thing most of us we would push people until it's too late and then before you know it like wow i didn't have enough time i you know i wish i could have time and then unfortunately you can't yeah. have time back uh mm -hmm. and then and then ultimately the next thing you know you were in another trauma here and then you just decide like this is it i'm not gonna do this right it's over Right. But again, we're gonna go back and now I want to make a you know another you know smirk about the cat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think we've had so many you know instances of of of, of lives right now that you know I think you beat your cat's life here. So probably. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, no jinx there, man. You know, I, right, I would right, say right. you know, you, 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 I think you, as much as the story is is just you know it sounds so horrible from the beginning. You know, uh, the 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 whole part of it, I think still remains with us because again we are having this discussion today years later i mean you right, mentioned right. that's 2000 we're in 2023 that's 23 23 years later yeah, yeah you've turned that that tide back right you've turned everything back so yeah. so well so now you were found in really a dead mode and uh, and and then you were you survived it mm. i'm assuming that's the only time hopefully that that yeah, happened yeah. that's the only time yeah and, and then um my i was uh sent to the hospital and then um i was sent from there to a va hospital and then from there i was supposed to go to a veteran's shelter but the veteran's shelter was full when i got there so i ended up on the streets for i really don't know how long i i know i i remember sleeping in like atm machines because they you know the boots yeah, because yeah. I still had my uh my card on me and I ate out of dumpsters, whatever I could eat, you know, and just to survive. I hung out with the other people just to, you know. So I knew what I had an idea of what I was doing. And then I found veterans shelters after that. And um I spent a few years in veterans shelters. Yeah. And um one thing I always tell people about that suicide attempt is, you know, I, that, that was like 20, almost 23 years ago. Mm -hmm. I have a 10 year old son now. You do the math. You know, if I died back then, he wouldn't be here. 
right. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here talking to you, Hurricane. I wouldn't be. You know, you wouldn't be talking to people because this message is for yeah. people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be talking to all, all your listeners. You know, I, I, I wouldn't be helping as many people as I am with aware recovery care. And we're going to talk about that yeah, in a minute. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but I thank you for because I was going to ask. You know, what would you tell people that might entertain committing suicide? And and you know, now that you've survived that part, and and you realize that was not the the way, and um, mm. and I'm sure that wasn't as easy as it sounds right now because it took you some moment to actually. And and again, you were out there, you know, just living on the streets, and and that's the other thing. I mean. How was that life? I mean, I'm sure it was not someone alive that anybody would wish for, but you did survive. I mean, uh, the key word here is survive. And we've been talking about survival from the get-go. I mean, you're really a natural-born survivor, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. if we want to call it that way. And, and you know, I mean, I, I sound, it sounds like, you know, light, but it's not. I'm not making fun of it. It's really uh, uh, not everybody has that ability. I mean, most people would have given up a long time and, and maybe literally not just taking pills. They would have done it differently. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it it's not something that we want to even hear about but but life throws things at us all the time and oh, yeah. nobody knows what that is but when you face those things i mean it is tough choices that you have to make and sometimes you know you just lose you know the the the, the whole mind is not always 100 percent, and therefore you can make those those rush decisions but what i love what you said is that you have a son today and at the time, you didn't think about that, but now you would you would literally go back in time and 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 switch turn off that that person. Like you literally just not even attempt that because you would have known. Like I am blessed today. Yeah, but, yeah. but you don't know that that and that I think the the, the picture that we want to tell people here or the depict to people is that you don't know today is bad, but tomorrow is hopeful. You know, yeah, things exactly. can change. And many examples in life where it started so bad and then it became and and the opposite. We have people who had it all good and then things happen and then they just either commit a suicide and we've we've seen a lot of suicide recently uh yeah, even in yeah. celebrities and it, it it you know sometimes it doesn't even make sense right uh and mm. and i i think there's a whole combination of things whether it's the society we live in i think also the practices we have maybe the lack of religion there's there's so many things you know and it, it's everybody's different also there is help i mean Dr. Ham and I, we have this recurring, you know, event in every month where we talk about psychiatry and, and you know, and he gives real answers to people's questions. You know, uh, there are things we cannot change and, you know, there is a way to cope with things. But, but again, we, he's always hopeful and we want to give people hope and we want to give people right. some motivation to, to, to want to live and, 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 and be able to cope with things. And there is help. And I think that's the other thing that as, as difficult as it sounds, there is help. And, and, to today you are helping people and, yeah and, and yep. again, let, let's talk about that you you literally first of all you wrote books uh yeah so let's talk about the books and then we also want to talk about the work you do today because you're actually taking this and helping many people not one not two you know a couple digits of people that you actually are, are helping move away from addiction and to becoming better uh right. you know, so, so let's talk about the books now so so all this stuff happened You've survived all this. You started a new leaf, and really, you changed your life back around, right? Right, you, right. You, you said you even bought the lot, you know, you know that you had. And so, so how did that turn? By the way, like, how did you make that turn? I mean, from literally going living on the street to coming back, uh, you you went back to the shelters, and eventually, you made your way out of all that. Yeah, and then you became, you know, 
part of society, I guess, in a normal way, if you want to come I mean, it's the word normal here does not even apply, but, but in, in what we think is normal. And, right, and, right. And, and then you change your life where now you had a family, you had a child, you've, you've gotten a job and, and you've been trying to help and even wrote books. How did mm. you make that transition? Well, I always tell people that the, uh, the homeless shelters and being homeless, that was like my crucible. That was my, my turning point in my life. Like seeing um, the other homeless veterans in that situation showed me that I wasn't alone. You know, and then um, from there on, I, I learned that I actually had PTSD because from six years old to what, 30, whatever, however old I was, I was undiagnosed. I didn't know what was wrong with me. You know, and that that screwed me up more than anything, I think, was not knowing. You know, but once I knew... Or, or you're in denial because yeah. you just not accept. Nobody wants to, like, I'm sick. I got this problem. I, I, I have trauma. We don't want to just think about that. Yeah. And and you're, you're right. At 30, you're still out, like, trying to figure it out. And, and But you did, though. Yeah, but once I knew, I knew it's like going into war. You know your once you know your enemy, you know how to defeat them. Sure. You know, and once I knew my enemy, PTSD at that point, I knew how to how to cope with it. I I learned how to deal with it and live with it, and um, I learned everything I possibly could about it, and. Then I I started um, a nonprofit that I I don't run anymore, but I had a nonprofit called Karma. Long story short, that ran into running programs for uh, different places around my area, talking about PTSD, talking about positive thinking and wellness, talking about um, uh, situational awareness, mm. and. I wasn't, once my son was born, I wasn't making the money that I wanted to. Mm -hmm. So I had to make a choice. And my choice was uh, to put those three programs into books and um, then go out and get a real job. And I, so I did that. And then I, I went into um, working in the mental health field. Um, I started out with uh, helping people, like, um, I think my first mental health job was uh, a place called Seven Hills, and it was helping people with, like, autism, et cetera, accumulate into the community. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, that's what I did in my first three books, and then I wrote four more after that, and I'm working on... Uh, recovering those books right now and i just finished up with my my trauma book and i just released that one again what's what's, what's what's the name of the book operation tip t-i-p-p yeah <laughs> yeah well you know i, I you know i want to thank you because i mean you know, the fact that you've again it's a lesson for all of us i mean despite all the stuff when you realize what it was and you made that turn you didn't just, you know, you were not selfish. You wanted to help others. And, and you put all that exper experience that you had 
the good, the bad, the ugly, and the solutions, and how you were able to do mm -hmm. this, and turn around and you put it into books where books are for life and eternal, right? So people can actually learn from them. Uh, and I, I think you even started doing the podcast now. So that's the other part because again, these things are evergreen all over the world, right? People can actually yeah, sure. hear your story and and learn from from you, and and hopefully, you know, they can they have a better way. Because some people may be losing hope right now, and maybe listening to this, like, oh. There is hope that I can do this. I can change. I can do even more. I can contribute and, and be more, you know, uh, uh, to society and helping other people that may be suffering. And I love what you said when you, when you, you were in the veteran shelter and you saw other veterans. And by the way, we talk about veterans here because that's your world, but, but it is mm -hmm. happening outside of the veterans world too. I mean, there's many people that are going through this, you know, different things from economics and, and family matters, whatever, but they still are either in other shelters or whatever, but uh, then no matter what the circumstances are, I think I think at the end of the day, if you are going through you know some sort of a trauma or PTSD or you've had mm. bad experiences in life, know that there is help, and I think that's the message we want also to give today. There exactly. are there are a lot of services, and a lot of people who actually have been through these you know uh, situations themselves are giving back and hopefully helping people to not experience the same. Uh, and 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 that's actually good to know because you're not alone out there. And, and 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 maybe in the states in Canada, maybe in the Western world, we have a lot more services. But in some parts of the world, maybe it's less. But now with technology, with the audios, with the books and stuff, I mean, you can do zooms, you can do stuff. So even if you're in a remote area or a country where you may not have the help, you can actually seek the help. And a lot of us, and some of these things are for free and available. And uh, and and the people that do this work, such as yourself. They do it because they love what they do, and they do it because they want to give back. They do it because they want to help other people not go through what they've been through themselves, and that's actually that's rich because you can't get that. You know, mm. I, I as much as I want to help, I don't. I haven't the same experiences. I'm not going to be able to give. I can only give the stuff that I've learned myself, right? My expertise, but you know, your expertise is different. So what you give to people is something that you know like if i say something someone like well i mean you see you watch a couple of movies read a couple of books you're an expert no in your case no one can take that away from you because it's your life you've been through this right, right. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's it's reality for you and someone can they cannot deny that right they can say oh you, what do you know well i know a lot right because because i've been there and 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 that's the other thing like being mm. on somebody's shoes is not the same if you're not so the advice comes in in a higher you know uh respect right i think you have that so now you wrote the yep. books and you started the job, but now your job still is helping people. Oh yeah, definitely. Now, now let's yeah. talk about that. What what is the job consist of? And I know you've you've given back again to addiction. So let's talk about that. Mm. Well, um, after my my cousin passed away, he was in the heroin. Oh wow! And um, okay. he uh, he passed away in 2016. He um. He disappeared on 4th of July. And then I'm a trained private investigator. And we had another licensed private investigator looking all over the city for him. And he was found on New Year's Eve in the woods by a hunter and his dog. And they had to do dental recognition to identify the body. Wow. And, yeah, and they, um, they had to... Uh, well, they told us that there was lime around the body, so his body was put there. His lime is there to disguise his smell. Mm. And um, so I decided to go into, to dedicate the rest of my life 
into um, working with addiction recovery. And that's when I started uh, working for a few different companies, um, like detoxes and whatnot. And I never felt like I had enough time with the clients. Like maybe the most time I had with a client was a month that I could actually try to help them. And then last year, around January, I got a phone call from a place called Aware Recovery Care, which is an IHAP program. It stands for In-Home Addiction Treatment. Mm -hmm. And um, they have their clients for a whole year. And we, um, what we do is we... We see them once a week, maybe sometimes twice a week, depending on the level of care that they're at, because they taper off during the year. And um, yeah, we we talk about their recovery. You know, we meet them at Dunkin' Donuts. We meet them at their house. I have a client tomorrow that I'm going to play pool with. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We um, we just we like, you know, we show them that we're there for them. You know, and we have our our, st- our stats are way above anyone else's. It's just phenomenal, and um, we're in a lot of a few different states. A lot on the East Coast. We just got into Kentucky. Um, you would have to actually look on Aware Recovery Care to see all the states that we're in, because mm-hmm. we're always fluctuating. You know, we're always growing. Mm-hmm. which is another phenomenal part about it but yeah it's just i don't i i never run out of good things to say about them you know they're i have i just feel blessed to be a part of this agency because of the help that we were able to give people so so you meet you meet with people so you have basically a case load and you work with, with yep. a certain number of people and um, I have about 16 people that I work with right now me and, and a so, t- me and a team Okay now now the process is you you help them you talk to them you kind of support them through coming out of addiction and yes. and this could be alcohol drugs all yes. of the above yep. right so yep. so it doesn't matter specifically as long as they and and these people have to enroll in this program or is it voluntary i mean how does that work for people to join this program they enroll into the program and um like i said they're they're with us for a year and i have clients on both um alcohol and drug and um the thing about it too the great thing about it too is uh we have an alumni program okay that so we, people can we help developed. Yeah. Then afterwards, after you're done with the year, you can come back and be a part of that alumni program. And still, it's like an AA meeting, you know, but it's all people within AWARE, all people that went through the same recovery that you've gone through. And, yeah, it's just it's just phenomenal, you know. So, Todd, is, is there a reason why? Is it a year long, or is that, like, how long it takes to get really people in a better place or it just that's that's the way it, it takes so they can get uh really through the whole uh, i guess change well it takes longer to go through the change but um well every recovery is different i'll say sure sure 
But um, the first year is the most crucial because then you get a good footing in on the first year. And then you have the chance to be an alumni, and then obviously that helps you also continue in a different line. You're not really receiving, you're helping and, and sharing, and I think that also gives you – because when you talk about something, it's certainly yeah. helping as well. Yeah, so, I mean, that gives them you another can even shot. work for alumni. I mean, you can even work for where too, you know, after that year. Oh, okay. you know, if you show that you're um, you're serious about your recovery and all that, you can even work for us too. Yeah. Uh, listen, I mean, it, it looks like it's admirable work, and you've, <laughs> you've helped a lot of people, and 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 I'm sure some of these people are be are grateful and thankful for for all the stuff because, you know, you get them out of bad places and, uh, mm -hmm. and and potential suicide and potential you know other things, right? I mean. You, I mean, again, you've we've talked in this this hour in a lot of real difficult scenarios in life, which most people try not to talk about or try to avoid even thinking about. But unfortunately, it's reality, and 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 it is real. And people out there suffering uh, doesn't matter what the backgrounds are, doesn't matter where you are. Uh, shit is happening, and you know, real things are happening, and people are suffering you know, from the childhood to to an, an older age and, and it, there's no discrimination here i think it takes everybody it doesn't matter where who your background your economics and socioeconomics doesn't matter uh it can hit anyone anytime uh and all ages and and unfortunately to your point i mean being aware of the, the name i mean it's it stands out i mean you said yeah, yourself, yeah, when yeah. you got aware about the ptsd that's when things change it is important to be aware and if you don't i mean if you even doubt ask there is services. There are people out there. And there's programs, free programs. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm assuming this is free for people to actually join. It's, right? it's through insurance. Oh, so again. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but insurance, I mean, I'm sure all insurance companies want people to get better. And yeah, yeah. And, you know, and that that that's a, a and you're right. It there's behavioral health, you know, programs that are and they're all the carriers. And and I think yeah. I think that is that is a great. And by the way, there's other services that that are actually government or, you know, no, yeah, definitely yeah. that are yeah. that are available even without insurance for those that don't have insurance. And there's state you know yeah. programs and uh, federal programs, and there's even you know volunteer programs out there that actually can help even through consultations or free consultation and things like that. So so mm -hmm. there's so much work out there that's being done. And I mean, you are at the helm of it. And you are working and changing lives and giving back and. Now, 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 just how does that feel? I mean, from where you were to today, turning lives around and helping people. I mean, that's got to be a super feeling that, you know, I don't think oh, we can yeah. even we can even fathom what that is because what I mean, I'm, I'm just talking about with you and I'm feeling good about it. I mean, imagine you who are doing the work. I mean, I'm sure you can see a difference in, in, in people's eyes and and you can see the results that are out there. I mean, it's yeah, real. it's real. It, feel, it feels great. I mean. Like something that The Rock said once, he said that um, you know, you, you keep stuff in the forefront. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 your twin brother there. Yeah, yeah we, we had that joke earlier. So for how people watch this, yeah, I've been told there's some resemblance. I mean, I don't look like you know he's he does or, or have his money, but or his charisma. But I think I think I love The Rock myself, and uh, you know, it's it's amazing. I mean, he is a great guy, and and you know, and, and you and I we had the joke about you know, can he run for president? Would he want to run? For president? <laughs> Yeah, I mean that could be the case, and you know, hopefully he would. I don't know, but yeah, it, yeah. it will give a whole different spin on things, you know, in, in, that, yep. in the White House. But, but again, we're not we're not into politics. But, but he is actually a, a great, you know, uh, person, and and he does give a lot and he helps a lot of people. So, yeah, you know, it's it's amazing what he does out there. So, 
But like like he like he said though, you know, once in one of his interviews, he keeps his past. You know, the seven dollar production. I'm I'm sure a lot of people have heard of, about his production agency. The seven dollar production. He started it with seven dollars in his pocket. You know, and um he he keeps all of that in the forefront like I do. You know, I, I, I could just bury this in the past and forget about it, but I just feel that if I did, I wouldn't be, you know. Effective. Yeah, and I'm here for a reason. Oh, yeah. You, you know? got to you got to see yeah. it in front of you cuz it keeps you going. I mean that's yeah. that's 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 what keeps you motivated right now. Yeah. It's yeah. to help people not go through the stuff you've gone and and you're right. I mean in the case of the rock is the same thing. Like these are the things that make him who he is today. Yeah. Uh, and and you know it's funny because if we take it to the other extreme, people are doubted, people are, you know, sometimes are being, you know, made fun of at different stages and people don't believe in you and and in all different levels right in career paths and thing and then hmm. you know when when you do your stuff and, and 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 you succeed you know and you you got to keep that that focus and and sometimes those are the things that you put ahead of you that you can just keep your eye on the, on the prize eyes on the prize as they say right and that can help you you know whatever the drive is if you can put it to your point on the front and just keep at it and that's just going to keep you going and uh, and that's actually powerful stuff and uh, it yeah. works it's like um i don't know if you ever seen one of those spider-man movies where spider-man says or um peter parker says uh if i have these powers and i don't do anything about it i'm no better than the bad guys you know that's and right. I've gone through this, and if I don't use it to help people, then I'm no better than the people that are hurting people. Charles. You know, that's how I feel. Charles, you know why you're here, right? <laughs> I'm here to help people. Yep. I'm here to, to make a I, difference. I, I, listen, <laughs> th th those cat lives were not there for no reason. I think I think, I think, mm. you, you really, really are, were meant to do this. And, uh, you know, despite the, the suffering that you had to go through and all the trauma, at the end of the day, this is this is meant to be, and it is here for a reason. And you are turning and changing lives. And even this message today, this show, and the shows that you've done with other podcasters, you know, are are a true resource for people, and they can actually, you know, get motivated. And I think at the end of the day, like I said, we had hope today. We know that there's resources that it's never too late that you can still turn things around. And and yep. life can be brighter, and you can have a life when you think that it's the end. Maybe not. I mean, now you have a child, and that child's going to grow and probably have you know a, a, a great success and 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 life. And I'm sure you're giving him all the stuff that you know at, you didn't have at that age, and you're supporting him because it's different. Because now you know that you want him to have the best life, and 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 he might be also another contributor on, on this world because because that's the thing you don't know what you're planting right now, but. All the stuff you had, like to your point, you put on the floor, you know, on the front, and 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 it keeps you going because that's the motivation. And I love what you said. I mean, the example of Spider Man is like you're not any different from the other guys if you don't use your your given gift, right? And those are mm. gifts that not everybody has, by the way. And yeah, nobody yeah. can. Like I said, even if we're do our we try to do our job. I mean, I'm doing it through this format, but but I am not in your shoes. I was I was not in your shoes, and I cannot give the same examples. I can talk about your example. But it's never going to be the same coming from someone 
because mm, you've right. you've been through it. You've been through addiction. You've been through trauma. You've been to 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 all kind of stuff that most of us may hear about in stories or read about, but never experienced. And there are, and and by the way, that gives you also diversity because you can talk to a lot of different people suffering from different things, and you can relate to all these elements and oh, yeah. and help them in their own way. Like, well, I I'm in addiction. Well, guess what? I can talk about that. I've been there. Uh, you know. Yep. I lost my cousin to to heroin. I, you know, and you can go to real examples where people are like, wow. And then when they hear your story, you're like, okay, I, I think I think I can do better. I mean, life can give me more. And that that's that's in itself a powerful thing. So so again, God bless you, man. And, and yeah. you know, that is that is powerful stuff that you have out there. Uh listen, thank you, thank you. You you've you've done it, you're here. And again, please continue doing the great work that you're doing and and helping people. I think uh, it's very simple. We go through this life, and to your point, at the end of the day, it's either we live an imprint and we live a legacy or not. And I think uh, we all are meant for a reason in this world, and and some of us have the ability to make a difference and do and make a change. And to your point, if we don't do about it and we don't do anything about it, it's just a waste of time. But if we do something about it, then actually you are contributing to society, and and that changes the dynamic of of life. And 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 maybe one life can change for better, and that's a big you know, achievement right there. So, yep, so, yep. so we're coming save to the one, end. Save one. Yes, sir. One at a yep. time, right? And if you can yep, do more, yep. why not? But but let me ask you, I mean, just we're coming to the end of the show, but what would be your your advice to people, uh, you know, in general, like uh, things that you will tell people not to do or to do, just to, to, to live the life no matter what happens in, in, in their life? As bad as things are right now, don't give up hope. You know, um, and I know, you know, things with coronavirus, with the shootings, with the war, with, you know, a lot of people are calling it um, Armageddon. Mm. You know, don't give up. Do the best you can to prepare for whatever day by day. You know, and just live the best you can day by day. And that's all any of us can do or ask for. You know, and if you do need help, go get help. And um, uh, for the veterans, I can't go without saying this. Um, there's a, a phenomenal, I keep on using that word phenomenal. There's a phenomenal agency out there called Blue Cord Patriots. And they help a lot of veterans battle the VA, which we could do an hour podcast on itself. But um, battling the VA with their uh, service-connected pensions. Um, and the guy, Sean Gavitt, that is in charge of that, is a miracle worker. For, like, well over a decade, I was non-service-connected only making so much um, from the VA until I met him. And now I'm 90% looking at 100% service connected for the tank explosion and this and that. And so if there's any veterans out there that are um, battling the VA, because it's, for some reason, it's worse than actually going into battle at times, you know, seek out the help of Blue Court Patriots. Uh, is this a national agency or or in just it's, Massachusetts? It's a national agency. Yeah, okay. blue blue cord it blue cord patriots dot com. Okay, all right. Yeah, yep. 
All right, I, I'll probably use that and put that on the description to show. So for the veterans and, you know, if they need help, they can do it. And and, and again, I mean, I know there's other, you know, services. And again, I'm not an expert in, in what the VA right. administration has, but, uh, you know, I mean, there is some of theirs and there's some of, you know, outside, you know, assistance. But but again, any help is good help. And, you know, seeking mm. help is important. Uh, and, and, you know, thank you for sharing that because, I mean, uh, we again, giving back in that state, that's the key. And, and you know, there are two types of people sometimes. Some people that go through to bad things and they want everybody else to suffer, which I think those are the, the the few. But there's a lot of people that go through suffering and they don't want people to go through stuff. Or they go through success and they want more people to get success. And I, I, right. I believe that the world has more of those second ones. And uh, let, let's just create more of them out there. Because, you know, no matter what you have, if you have good experiences, why not share? If you have bad experiences, you can share how you moved away from them and turn things, you know, back in better and and help people maybe not go through those things. At the end of the day, whatever the case may be, it's still a positive outcome and you're helping people. And I think that's a difference in 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 how we can all contribute. And one day at a time, one person at a time, we can make that. Uh, it is it is an, in itself, a, you know, a success. And and you don't know which life you've touched you know, in, in whatever. I mean, this show is going to go out there. I don't know who's going to listen to it. I don't know who's going to watch it. And maybe someone that's going to listen to it, not going to be directly impacted, but maybe they share with somebody else who actually has that. You right, know, and, right. that's, and, and that's all there is. And, and at the end of the day, it's just knowledge that's available for people to actually utilize. And hopefully if they use it properly and, and it can make a difference in their life. And we're just to keep, we, we just, we just do our best here. Right. We try. Um, right. You know, Oh, we can do. That's it. Well, again, uh, by the way, so for your services, uh, are there? You said they're all over the East Coast, so that means people can actually apply and 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 work. Uh, so, what what would be you know where would they go for your services? AwareRecoveryCare, dot com. Oh, okay, that's simple. Yep, yep. All right, yep. good, good. So, so, yep. Yeah, go my my life my um, website is lifelongexperience.net. That's got all my books and my. I'm actually starting, I'm, I th- think it's open now. I'm going to be starting a uh, merchandise um, shop for inspirational items. Nice. nice. Yeah, so that's going to be on my life experience.net. So that that's your okay, personal so site for your own work? For my own work, yes. Okay. Yep, yep. Well, again, we do want people to go to that as well. So we'll have those three. Uh, if you don't mind, I'll send you an email and send me all, all the, 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 the sites yeah, connections yeah. so I can put them up, you know, in the yep. description as well. So other people can have them. Um, okay. Yeah. So, well, listen, I think, I think we've, we've put in more than the hour here, but it was worth every single second of it. Uh, I wish we Definitely. had more time. Uh, I, I really want to thank you for for sharing your life, for sharing the work you do, and 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 also I want to just you know congratulate you for 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 the work you do because despite all the, the difficulties you faced in life, you were able to 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 change things around for you, and now you change it for others. And again, that's commendable. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, for people out there, thank I mean, you. you know, it is important to be grateful to the little things we have, as little as they are. Sometimes you know things can make a difference, and we have to be grateful for people that are out there that are doing and making a difference such as Charles. So Charles, thank you again, you know, from the bottom of my heart and, you know, our listeners hopefully can, can relate to that as well. Um, You're welcome, Hurricane. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. And I, I appreciate all the help with all the podcasts, you know, helping me. Well, you got, you, 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 got, 
you got a message and a story and a lot of good stuff out there that's that's well deserved to be out there so thank you for 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 being on it i mean not everybody is willing to actually go on and share these things but but you know you're making Mm -hmm. a difference all right well folks folks thank you for being with us for listening for watching in hopefully this 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 show can help you change no matter what your circumstances are can make you you know change for better and give you the hope that life can turn and become better for you no matter what happens um and that being said uh, i'm hurricane h we'll be talking soon new day new show new topic bye for now